0: Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: It's good.
1: Okay.
0: So, this is the first episode of Odd Only Knows in about a month or so. So I'm just going to consider this a second season. So I guess I'll just be doing these every 10 episodes and then quitting for a while.
1: So we apologize for not being around for the last three weeks. We had a lot of t- difficulties, things happening, um, but we're back and I'm here. Uh, my, my name is Clinton.
0: I'm Bridget. Actually, you know what? I think I think I can adjust this so we're not like yelling into the microphone.
1: Oh, Good. it is it better for let's try this hello test test test
2: test no nope, no that's right that's right yep. okay so odd only knows welcome back back welcome back clinton
1: <laughs> thank you um thanks bridget we are here because uh we haven't done a podcast in such a long time so I'm here, I'm back. just wanted to give you guys a short story about San Francisco. So in San Francisco in the 1850s, a lot of people died because it was the 1850s. <laughs> what? Um, but uh, what is especially interesting is that um, around Laurel Heights, where uh, UCSF has one of their campuses, yeah. that... That used to be a literal cemetery. Not oh, really. Wait, yeah. where? Which one? Where? Lower Heights. Is you know. Like the whole
2: area?
1: Yes. That used to be a literal cemetery. There's a lot of places in San Francisco where um I think during the development of the nineteen hundreds, um, after the earthquake, a lot of people started moving the um cemeteries outside of San Francisco to Colma, which is why Colma is now known as like the city of more dead bodies than the actual living people. Yeah. So uh, one story that I wanted to tell you guys is that the, there was companies that were supposed to take away all these like, coffins, bureau sites and whatnot, but one company in particular around Lone Mountain in San Francisco did not do a really great job. How do we know? Because there's a story about this. So back in 2017, there was a couple that had their like childhood home. I mean, the, the wife had her childhood home and she wants to renovate her house. And like all things in San Francisco, when you do that, it's really expensive. You have to go through a lot of red tape. And so they're like, okay, well, let's start with the foundation because that's the most, the most expensive thing and whatnot. So they went to the garage and started to dig up some stuff. The contractors, while they digging up, up all the gravel, the foundation stuff, they happened across a small coffin Now, this coffin had a perfectly preserved two-year-old girl that was inside the coffin. It was bronze and lead. It was very ornate, and it was perfectly preserved. Uh, When they looked it up, they found out that the body of the little girl that died was probably 145 years old. Oh, wow. So it was... What, what was no, 18, around the 1850s. Yeah. And the reason why it's interesting is because, you know, they were like, the, the wife, she was like, oh my god, this makes total sense. It's
0: my baby.
1: Not necessarily her baby, but she when she was growing up in the house, she said that she would, she would hear what sounded like little toddler footsteps. Yeah. I mean, they have kids, but, like, they're like, what the hell is that? And, like, they wouldn't know what it is. Yeah. And they were, like, super, like, confused. And when they moved the coffin away, that's when they didn't hear footsteps anymore. But apparently they heard this almost every night.
2: For, since she was a little girl?
1: Yeah. You know. (laughs) Like, she didn't, yeah, like, she didn't see anything, but she would hear things, and they're like, Know what it sounds like, but I swear to god, we it's not like they know what a toddler sounds like, so there's and the wife's like, Yeah, it was totally like it was totally like little, like someone really tiny, really small, was like walking around on the up on the up floor. And they later found out that the body of the girl, um, she belonged to let me look up my notes. Oh my god, because it's really hard to remember the name. It's
2: okay, that's why I keep my notes in front of too.
1: Kind of. He's
2: a liar. Um,
1: he's using Google. Well, I'm not le- using Google. I had, like, a link that I figured it would He's work. using a Google
2: link.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Well,
2: let me tell you about Clinton really quick while he's looking that up. This guy has had so many ghost experiences and he doesn't believe shit and pisses me off. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I only had one, uh, crazy ghost experience thing but I don't know I don't believe in it I just I don't know I figure like dead people have better okay. things to do no
2: way
1: yeah no seriously
2: I just finished watching a show called Dead Meat uh huh it's about a guy that's a it's, he's a medium and he, he talks to ghosts but he's mm-hmm. also like a big idiot it sounds like me. it's it's no it's it's really good it's it's fun I watched the whole series it's like really dopey
1: Yeah, so I guess when the, when the girl was moved, they put her in the Garden of Innocence National, which provides, like, burials for abandoned children, and they gave her the name Miranda Eve. Why? It's just a random name, right? Um, but then after DNA research, they found out that um, the girl's actual name is Edith Howard Cook. And they learned that that she died from a protein deficiency that would have been curable today, and she was only two. So this she probably died sometime around eighteen seventy six. Um, is that your
2: guest
1: No, your no, mindset? that's that's actually what it says. Is <laughs> that picture? Can I see
2: the picture?
1: Yeah, that, that's the picture.
2: Mm. Oh wow!
1: Yeah, it's, so that was the foundation, I guess. And this is like where um. been. and this is where she's buried. Is that in Coma? I don't know. Actually, I don't think they tell us f- for fairly good reason. Oh, it is in Coma. Never mind. That's where they take everyone. If yeah. you die in San Francisco, you'll probably end up in Coma. Uh, get cremated into a tree? I know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna take my ashes and have them compress it, so then I become like a gem. And what kind then, of gem. I don't know. Diamond, I guess. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? I can't. You can't be necessarily like the like. There are natural things that happen to make yourself look like a turquoise or like jade or whatever, but you can't really do that with like the remains of someone. So you can only make them into like, um, a diamond. Can we artificially make diamonds? Now? Yeah, it's that's what it so is. Why? Because if you're when you're cremated, you're just basically carbon, and so diamonds are just basically a
2: girl's
1: best friend a really pricey girl's best friend but yeah
2: <laughs>
1: they said that like the couple said that, that they weren't the only ones that heard the um, the um footsteps like the people who worked there while they were renovating the garage they would hear the footsteps too
2: that's so creepy
1: yeah it's not something I'm into <laughs> <laughs> but you're into I thought that you're into this stuff I, 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 I love Yeah.
2: And then you open up another door to your left, and that's like the toilet and the uh, shower. Mm-hmm. So there were times where I would like close the door to the toilet and the shower, and I could hear a little girl on the other side like talking. That was really creepy.
1: Was your house detached, or was it like you know next to some, another house? No. no, no, no,
2: and this was out. San Jose? Yeah, in San Jose. Oh yeah. Yeah, you
1: Yeah. So. Oh wow. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. So is that all you have for me?
1: That's all. That's, That's cool. that was like a really small
2: tiny really. Yeah, thanks a lot.
1: Well, let's see that are talking about Elsa Gate and Elsegate's fucked up. You mean what? Elsa Gate?
2: Else Elsa Gate? Yes. Elsa
1: it's where a ton of people uploaded like these weird YouTube kids videos, targeted for kids, but they were all sorts of uh, messed up. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling
2: me about that. Yeah,
1: no, I I, I, I learned a little bit more about it, but I was like, eh. it's I don't kind know. Of, it's it's. Uh,
2: it's kind of along with the uh, uh,
1: Momo thing. Momo. Yeah, right? yeah, Momo. I think one of these days we should just talk about like internet horror. You know, like, just scary shit that's on the internet Specifically born out of the internet Like, there's Slender Man
2: Yeah Yeah. They made a movie of it, I heard it's not good, though
1: Probably, yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do have something
0: Okay, so Looks like it can hear me fine
1: no, can't talk anymore.
0: Piece of shit. Um. <laughs> so, I just fixed the microphone. I don't really know. Apparently, I bought the wrong one, and I've just been having trouble like nonstop. So, that I switched something in the microphone, and now we both sound like we're in this. What is it like? a uh, like tin
1: can
0: thing. Or- yeah, and we have like really deep voices for some reason.
1: Yeah, my voice is not that deep. So when I heard it, it sounded like one of those people who would need to hide their identity on like, I don't know, sixty minutes.
0: Yeah, like you robbed a bank, but you can't uh, Uh, show anything.
1: Yeah, my voice is not that deep.
0: It's so deep. Okay, so I got some information on barber surgeons. Do you know anything about that?
1: Barbers used to be surgeons back then.
0: Day, they
1: would be your dentist, your surgeon, and um, I forgot what else they were, but
0: like, yeah, used to do like a little bit of everything. Thanks. I guess my story's over. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Uh, I'm gonna share some things, and then you can chime in. Sure. So the barber-surgeon, uh, one of the most common European medical practitioners of the Middle Ages was generally charged with caring for soldiers during during and after battle. In this era, surgery was seldom conducted by physicians, but instead by barbers who, possessing razors and coordination indispensable to their trade, were called upon for numerous tasks, ranging from cutting hair to amputating limbs. Nice. Yeah. So, Can you imagine going to a barber and they're like, I gotta cut off your arm now.
1: My main concern would be, like, did they wash the scissors that they probably used to, I don't know, amputate a toe.
0: Well, you know, I'm reading a book on on that sort of thing, on the history of the bacteria and surgery, and yeah, no, (laughs) I don't think they started using soaps and antiseptics or whatever they're called for until, like, the 1870s or something ridiculous. So yeah, everyone before that died all the time.
1: That's why all of them had beards and like long hair and shit. <laughs> They're like, nope, not going to not going to my surgeon slash barber.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so in this period, surgical mortality was very high, duh, due to blood loss and infection. Yet, since doctors thought that that bloodletting treated illness, barbers also applied leeches. Meanwhile, physicians considered themselves to be above surgery. Physicians mostly observed surgical patients and offered consulting, but otherwise often chose academia, working in universities, or chose residence in castles where they treated the, the wealthy. And, uh...
1: I want to make it... I want to be in a, the medical field where I just make educated guests. <laughs> you yeah,
0: you know, can! <laughs>
1: it's like, point at someone. Yeah, I think we need a little bit of Robitussin.
0: Just a little bit. You go. Here's a here's a trivia question. What uh, famous president died because of bloodletting? Was
1: it Washington?
0: It was George Washington. You get some tea. Great. Yum. I like I to tea. <laughs> you are you are allowed to. So the early versions of the Hippocratic Oath cautioned physicians from practicing surgery due to their limited knowledge on its invasive nature. Barbers who had a knack for handling sharp instruments such as scissors and razors (laughs) used to assist monks in bloodletting for the sick. Although in 1163, Pope Alexander III issued a decree that prevented clergymen from shedding blood, citing that it was incompatible with their role in society soon the craft of bloodletting became ingrained in the repertoire of barber surgeons okay all right let's get some more information down during the 14th and 15th century the black plague wiped out a majority of university trained physicians thereby creating a great demand for barbers and their surgical procedures flying barbers quote sprang up from town to town, offering their unique services. The moniker was appropriate for the nomad, for the nomadic nature. A contemporary equivalent would be physicians who go abroad on medical missions to serve areas lacking proper health care. Universities during the Renaissance, you know, I find it ironic that we're, that I'm talking about this because we work within, in medical.
1: (laughs) We, We assist doctors. We don't.
0: I mean, it would be fun, maybe. No, No, you don't have a strong stomach, though.
1: No, I've actually seen cadavers being um, dissected and stuff,
0: so yeah. Did I tell you I tried to work Mm. at a mortuary once? You told me that you did try. You didn't tell me if you got very far. No. So I went in for the interview, and they and it was going well. Mm. And then they asked me if I had faith, and I was like, I went to church once. Oh. Okay. And then it was just downhill from there. Yeah. I think so. Cause
1: a lot of these mortuaries are uh are kind of like religiously backed. Not not aided, but you know what I
0: mean. Yeah. Like, it's it's involved in some kind of church.
1: Yeah. So So you should have said Oh yeah, I do you
0: I, I just, know I just not saying anything else. I actually just met a guy that was a... He used to be a mortician, and he said he had to lie to get a job, saying that he was an avid Catholic—or not avid. I don't know what the word is. He was just a super crazy Catholic person, and he was totally not. Right. I mean, I guess you do what you got to do to get a job.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Don't lie on resumes. <laughs> yeah. You'll go to hell. I don't know.
1: I, I did apply for a, like a church job once. Church. Yeah, I was trying to be like their. Men's coordinator type of person because it was gonna pay like decently. But then they asked me, like, how often do you go to church? And by the way, if you join our organization, we expect you at Sunday Mass. And I was like, Yep, nope, not going
0: <laughs> Not for me. So yeah,
1: that's my church story. Church yeah. job story.
0: I'm gonna have to I'll tell it another day than my uh, experience with the church of Scientology. You've already heard it. Mm-hmm. But someday I will tell everyone about it mm-hmm. because it's fucking amazing are you gonna go clear am i what are you gonna, are
1: you going clear going clear yeah that's that's the name of a documentary about scientology no,
0: no. maybe it,
1: it just, expo- <laughs> just expose the shit out of it that's all
0: is that the one with the, that chick from king of
1: queens i don't know but she might be involved in it all i know is that like it's about like. His wife has never been found for like the last ten years, and they just say, "Well, she's on vacation." And you're like, "Where the fuck is she?" She's probably
0: in space with Elron Hubbard, right? Isn't that the deal? He's in space.
1: Who knows? <laughs> I think he just died of like obesity.
0: Probably. Yeah. Too much money. Okay, <laughs> getting back on the subject. Universities during the Renaissance did not provide formal education in surgery, which was deemed as a trade due to its manual nature. As a result, it was difficult to accept that surgeons were equal to real doctors. Many physicians felt that there was no more science in surgery than in butchering. Physicians would train together in medical school to receive their Doctor of Medicine degree, while barber surgeons trained as apprentices. and took an examination to receive their diploma this apprenticeship model is still followed today in residency programs as one of the larger craft guilds in london the barbers company was in charge of regulating the trade among its barber surgeons member members barbers at the time provided grooming services such as shaving and hair cutting along with dentistry and bloodletting it is interesting to see the similarities between a dental chair and a barber chair. Both have armrests, recline backwards for better ergonomics, and decompressive, decompress, elevate to for height adjustment. Besides barbers, was another smaller group known as the Guild of Surgeons, whose members performed more invasive procedures such as castrations, lithotomy, and amputations. Neat. What, what's lithotomy? Uh, I don't know. Check it! That's why we have in here. So he can look at us. How you spell lithotomy? L I T H O T O M Y. It's phonetic.
1: Oh, surgical removal of a stone from the bladder, kidney, or urinary. Ew.
2: Track.
0: Cool. And, and hey, there's even a handy dandy. Oh, there's like a a person in stirrups, but not like the classical kind like, if you're a woman and Uh, you go to the gynecologist, that's not what they look like. Yeah. Just FYI. (laughs) But it's for dudes. Is a real thing still? I think it still is, yeah. I thought they make you pass stones through your pee pee hole. Not in its sky. All right, so I'm just gonna say a little bit more because more. This is more of like a test back into going into the uh, to the world of podcasting because I am kind of I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just gonna read a little bit more and then that'll be it. I don't want to go in depth too much okay. today. Sure. Maybe we'll continue next time. Yeah,
1: we're just regaining our uh, muscle memory yeah. of podcasting. What?
0: Yeah okay in the 1540s barbers and surgeons joined together and formed the united company of barber surgeons in order to gain credibility and political traction for their field this group became dedicated to surgical treatments and dental extractions this coalition of barber surgeons existed at the same time as the royal college of physicians which consisted of the quote real doctors The radical distinction between barber surgeons and physicians continued during the establishment of hospitals. These institutions of healing healing designated a specific area for physicians to practice. In contrary, while barber surgeons had to perform their trade in commercial entities using a red and white striped pole to promote themselves. So yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about that. I'm going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Has everybody seen the barber poles? Yeah. Typically, you'll see them, uh, what's it, like, red and red and white. Red and white, You're usually outside of a barber, and then sometimes they spin, sometimes they don't. I don't think it matters if they
1: spin. No, but I mean, some barbers, they have, like, actual things that spin. I
0: know, I like it. It runs me of candy canes.
1: It just looks like an optical illusion, and I always think, like, am I tripping out? Did, I, did, did
0: I, I take too much acid? Did I take
1: too much acid? It's someone's slip of making my drink.
0: <laughs> Alright, okay, so here's the color colorway of the barber pole. The spinning colored stripes of red and white and blue are ubiquitous to every barber shop. Its legacy originated from the rich history behind one of the most common procedures performed by barber surgeons' bloodletting. This treatment modality involved the intentional release of blood from the patient's veins. The rationale was that the disease, whether it was a sore throat or the plague, (laughs) uh okay, Uh, would drain out of the body along with the blood. The red symbolized the blood loss and the white represented the bandages used to blot the bleeding vein. Patients would squeeze a pole to promote Venus, 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 V-E-N-O-U-S, how do you say that? Venus, Venus, I'm just going to say Venus, vasodilation in a manner similar to today's tourniquet prior to placing an IV line. The blue arose due to patriotic reasons in the U.S., otherwise red and white are still used throughout Europe. Wow, patriotism in the U.S., I would have never seen that coming. No. Yay, nationalism. But, so there's a lot more on, I would like to discuss on this, but I'm just not, I don't know, it goes into the, I don't know what these are, because I, I did really badly on my homework. Don't
2: the worry about four it.
0: humors, dissection and grave robbing, surgical procedures, and a person named Ambrose Paray. Anyways, I will leave links up in, on the uh, webpage, for y'all to look at and you can check it out yourself. Awesome. So thanks for listening. I know it's been hard. It's hard for us too. <laughs> so hard. So hard. Um but hopefully <laughs> we'll do an even better one next time, next week I guess. Yeah. If you want to come by. Sure. Greedy's <gasps> coming on again. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. I might do it in the morning though. That's Ugh. All uh all you can just come over, and I'll sleep, and you can just use my my quote-unquote studio space. I do have a door.
1: You do have a door. That's true. And I can just talk into it, and then you can just sleep, and I'm like, all right, I'm out.
0: Yeah, and then I'll, like, throw in some things in between, like, I'm making jokes, and you're like,
2: ha, 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 ha.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> and if viewer would know- well, we don't have viewers, we have listeners. Yeah, the listeners won't even be able to tell.
0: Yeah, no. No, they won't. Also, um, I'm off social media for now, but I think the auto Only Knows Instagram is still up, mm-hmm. and the website is still up. Mm-hmm. Twitter is down, I think, because I don't like using it, and I don't really understand how to use it, because I'm an old lady. She's um, older than me. But, I mean, if you want to, you can take it over.
1: Nope. Okay. Definitely not.
0: So, basically... <clears throat> I don't need DMs of
1: guys cocks in my, in my Twitter feed.
0: Everybody needs that. <laughs> <Hey>.
1: <laughs> and with that, that's all, folks.
0: Yep. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Or hear you listen next time.
1: Bye. Bye.